Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. This is Matt Young from The Story Chunder, and this is our first Chunder Chat. It's an opportunity for us to get to talk to some of our storytellers who have been on the podcast in the past. Today, I'm speaking with Sarah Carroll, who is at underscore Sarah Lee, S-A-R-A-H-L-E-I-G-H on Instagram. And she also has her own podcast, which is dropping any day now called Coffee Chat Podcast. So that's coffeechat.podcast on the Instagram. And I'm sure wherever you find your podcasts. Sarah joined me on Insta Live and gave me a little bit of a insight into the process of her storytelling, who she is, where she's from. So sit back and enjoy my chat with Sarah. Yeah. Um, my name is Sarah Carroll. Um, I am Australian. Uh, so I like to call myself an Australian actress, but I'm based in Vancouver, BC for now. We'll see what happens. Um, I guess uh, just about me. Um, I've trained both in Australia and New York. So I trained at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts for a little bit and did a bunch of workshops in there and did a lot of theater while I was in Australia. And then one year decided to uh, move my life to Canada to pursue acting more seriously because um, I wasn't finding much opportunity in Australia for me. And yeah, I've here have been through lots of different growing pains here. And yeah, I really love doing comedy. That's my passion. So I would love to, you know, be in a film with like Rebel Wilson or Kristen Wiig or something like that. And I'm obsessed with Katy Perry as well. (laughs) Now we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, (laughs) Yes. So I was supposed to like read your biography and of course I didn't do it, but you've been in The Paper Thing by Neil Labute. You've been in The Crucible by Arthur Miller. Um, you're, are you in a sketch comedy troupe? Is that right? Um, no, I just write my own sketch comedy at the moment. Yeah. So I write my own sketches, but I do study. Is your dance class, is your dance class is a dance group or is it just, um, class? Yeah. I always forget. Yeah. I dance with, uh, uh, they're called Army of Sass. Um, if anyone in Vancouver listens to this, they're amazing. It's just, it's sexy heels dancing. And yeah, so I dance with them and it's just all about confidence and being sassy. Yeah, I've seen the videos and they're amazing, actually. It's, it's yeah. wonderful to <laughs> all up there doing your thing. Cool. All right. So um, something that's super interesting to me um, is origin. So, I mean, I think that you know that I, my mother's side of the family is Polish. So I'm like second generation Polish American. And my dad's yeah. side of the family is German and English. So do you want to just tell me a little bit more about your origins as a person? Yeah. And um, so my mom is Fijian, so born and raised in Fiji. Uh, and then my dad is just straight up Australian Caucasian, <laughs> just 
white. Um, so yeah, those are my origins. It's a funny thing because people don't believe me when I say that because uh, they're like, oh, but like, shouldn't you be a different color? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I, I basically just got all of my dad's genes in terms of being really white and pale. Um, but yeah, when people do see my parents, because my mom is brown, they're like, oh, oh, so you're not lying, but it doesn't matter. I bet your mom. Yeah, right? So it's just like, like, I definitely do have the features of my mom, but yeah, it just, the skin color didn't happen. So people are always confused about my ethnicity. People think I'm Greek or like Spanish or just like mm -hmm. European. Nope. <laughs> Does that affect you as an actor, do you think? For sure, yeah. It's, uh, it's. I mean, it's a good problem to have, for sure. But it, it, it's frustrating because I'm in that ethnically ambiguous category, which is great. But then it's always dependent on, you know, everything is so subjective in this industry. So it does depend on the casting director because to some casting, I do just look white. But then to others, they're either confused, but then to other casting, it's like, oh, but you could play like this Spanish girl. And I'm like, so I'm just con always confused in casting and pursuing yeah. this. Well, that's out. a conversation for another time. We won't get into it too much, but yeah. I have lots of opinions on that. Sorry, I live like by the river and everybody's out on their, um, um, one of those things that you ride, like one person rides it like a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. I... Jet skis. It's like he's seriously just going right forward and backwards in front of our house. I don't know why. Anyway, um, great. Cool. So speaking of origins and, you know, who you are and, you know, who you are becoming and who you've been, um, how did you become a storyteller? And what does that mean to you to be a storyteller? Like, I mean, I said earlier, you could just talk about being an actor or whatever. So how did you become a storyteller? Um, yeah, it's definitely, for me, in terms, I guess I'm taking it as my journey as an actor and, you know, becoming that storyteller. Uh, when I was, it honestly wasn't something that I always wanted to do. I know there's a lot of people out there who are actors and it was like they were literally born singing and dancing and acting. Um, that was not me. I was actually the shyest kid ever, which people <laughs> don't believe. But it's, I've changed. <laughs> but when I was younger, I was so shy. I used to, I remember being in first grade and we had to do show and tell and tell stories. And I cried. <laughs> and because I didn't want to get up and tell my story to the class because I was so anxious and so shy. And I remember going home and my parents like, how's school? And I'm like, I cried because I didn't want to tell my story. And they're like, okay. So then, I don't know, I think one day it was, I watched, I watched a lot of movies when I was younger because um, that was always an escape for me. And I loved watching just, yeah, stories on film. And I loved getting lost in those. So I think that always was an escape for me. And I remember distinctly watching Anne Hathaway in The Princess Diaries. And that was the movie that changed my life. <laughs> because for some reason, it was a turning point where I went, yeah, I want to do that. Like, I'm so shy, but I want to do that. I want to be her. And I was the biggest Anne Hathaway fan. I watched every single one of her movies. Um, I was really into Get Smart when they did the remake with Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway. I watched it like five times at the cinemas because I just, I loved it. So yeah, so then it wasn't until I was probably 13 that I 
I forced myself into an acting class in my local area and my parents were like, this is going to be good for you because it's going to get you out of your shell. Cause again, I was still shy and yeah, I don't know what happened. I did this acting class and I just loved it. And there was something in it that did just, I think it was just being a different person because I wasn't me. And so yeah, I, I loved it. And I remember doing this class and they had like a beginner class and then like an advanced class. And I remember at the end of the term, the teacher was like, oh, we're gonna like move you into like the advanced class. And I was like, oh my God, what? So I feel like that was like a little seed that I was kind of like, okay, maybe like I can do this. Like this is something you can, cause at this point I had no idea that, you know, how to be an actor. Like I, I just had this idea of, yeah, like you just do movies but how, like, I had no idea about the business. So yeah, it just kind of changed. I started becoming more like myself and out of my shell. And yeah, probably since then I was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. Like, I wanna tell stories and, you know, do that. So then went through school, did all the drama things, was always like taking classes and all that. And then when I finished high school, my dream was to go to drama school. And at that point, I thought that was the only way that you could become an actor was to do the three years. And I auditioned for all of them, Wapa, Nida, all the little ones, none of them wanted me. <laughs> and I was crushed. I was so upset because I went, oh my God, like I'm not gonna be an actor because the only way I can do it is by going to a school. And so I was really sad. And I remember, um, because it was distinctly my NIDA audition. I like cried because that was my dream school. And I was bawling after the audition. And my, my dad was like, you just gotta keep going. Like, you know, you just gotta get up. And I was like, oh, okay. So I then ended up doing the university thing and just enrolling in like an English literature course, you know, to keep my parents happy. And then I kept deferring because that's when I decided that I would go to New York and like do an acting class there. And I would like see what happens with that. So I ended up working two jobs to save up for this two week course at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And my parents didn't think I was serious. They thought I was just, you know, having just like a, a going through a phase. They were like, no, she's not gonna do it. And I saved up all this money and then I booked the course and I literally said to my parents, I'm going to New York because I've booked this acting course. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm going. And they were like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, so then they were like, okay, you're being serious about this. So that was the first time a turning point for my parents, you know, actually really supporting me in this career choice. Cause they were like, okay, she's, she's wanting to do this and yeah and then I ended up going to New York like all by myself for like two weeks which was insane I'd never traveled by myself before like it was insane I was like 19 I was like oh my god like I'm doing this and yeah and then I would go back and forth and so I guess that's I had a really inspiring time in New York and met some really great teachers that I'm still in contact with over there that you know inspired me to keep going with this um yeah, and, and then... What did, and what did one of your teachers say about your American accent when I was coaching oh, on it? They said, they said it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely come a very long way. Like, because I was watching clips when I, like, actually um, did dialect coaching with you, which would have been, like, what, three or four years ago now. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's come a long way. Awesome. Um, hey, listen, yeah. I want, I, 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 this is awesome. Um, yeah. I do want to get to just t- telling, talking a bit more about the story that you told on the podcast, but what else do you, is there more that you want to tell us about becoming a storyteller? Uh-huh. No, just like, yeah, I, I think I got out of my comfort zone, traveled, and then, yeah, and then I did a bit of theater in Sydney and all that. Um, that was fun, but then I uh, wasn't getting much opportunity, and so I <laughs> moved to Canada, and here I am. Um, so that's done well for me. <laughs> and you're auditioning a lot there. Yeah, I it's it was crazy because I actually never most of the stuff I did get in Sydney was stuff that I like I, I did have an agent, but I was never going out. Um, so a lot of the stuff I booked there was in my own like auditioning for theater and plays, but film and TV was just a no go for me. Um, and then literally, yeah, within a year of moving here, I ended up auditioning for my first like it was like a Netflix film. And I was like, what? Which, like, now it's just such a common thing for me to go out for that kind of stuff. But when you first go out for that, you're like, I was like, I'm, I've made it. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, it's a long road. I mean, I think that's sometimes what people forget about acting is that it is actually, like, this long road. I get a little frustrated as an acting coach because, you know, people will be like, well, I did, you know, six weeks with you. Like, why am I not a professional actor now? I'm like. You know, I'm 47. I've been doing it since I was 18, and I still don't know if I've made it. So, you know. <laughs> a long so, game. It's a long game. Yeah, so going from you going into acting because you wanted to be somebody else to telling a story, which is a true story about yourself and actually revealing a lot about yourself, do you want to just tell us a little bit about uh, the story that you told on the Story Tundra for those who didn't listen in? Yeah. I'll put it in the, at the end of this. Um, like when oh, I yeah. make this podcast, I'll put that story on as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I basically uh, told a story about uh, how I met Katy Perry for the first time and that I didn't know I was meeting her. So I just somehow won this crazy uh, radio station thing competition. Like, I don't know if you can call it a competition. Like, I don't even know what you call it. But I, you know, got invited to this listening party that was actually a Katy Perry meet and greet. And yeah, and I met her and it was the best day of my life till this day. Um, but yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so like I said, I'm going to post that um, at the end of this sort of when I turn this into a podcast um, and you can actually go, I think I posted your story to YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you're watching this live, you can go on a story channel to YouTube and have a look at Sarah's um, story. Yeah. Um, so, you, so basically, like the end of it is that you met her and you were so like shocked that you were just sort of like, eh, oh, hey, hey girl. <laughs> but yeah. then you did meet her again after that, didn't you? I did, yes. I uh, met her again. I did know I was meeting her because uh, my friend wanted to meet and greet. And uh, yeah, at that time I thought she was gonna remember me because I was standing in line and she was like looking at me like when someone looks at you and they're like, oh, I think I know them. Um, and then I get up there and I'm thinking that this is gonna be the best moment of my life. Like she's remembered me, but she didn't. She just told me that I reminded her of Demi Lovato, um, who's an amazing singer, and that I kind of looked like her. And I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. so interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure she'll remember you next time she meets you. I mean, God, I hope so. <laughs> 
<laughs> cool. Um, all right. So, I mean, I guess like the next question was like, who inspires you as a storyteller? What's your favorite story? Um, you know, and I mean, I think that you've already sort of started to go on about that a bit. Um, who, who inspires you? But again, because it is hard, I think, to sort of drop all the pretenses of who we are as actors and then sort of like tell an embarrassing true story from our lives. So, yes. uh, yeah. So who inspires you as a storyteller? What, what, what makes you want to tell stories now? Ooh, um, ugh, so many people. Uh, I mean, as I mentioned, Anne Hathaway will always be someone who inspires me. Um, I just think all of the work that she does is always just so honest and it's always so, it's so Anne Hathaway. Like I just find every time you watch her films, I'm like, yeah, that's Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Um, I also really love Sarah Paulson as an actress. I think, honestly, if I had to choose one actor, it would be her. She just has this way of just being so vulnerable and honest in everything that she does in her film and TV work. But she's also just so personable when you watch her in interviews, which I think is always really fascinating. Um, it's like almost a different human. Like she's hilarious and she's just all herself and she's goofy. But then when it comes to her film and TV work, she's just so honest to whatever character she's playing. So I really love her. And then obviously Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, um, Rebel Wilson, and yeah, all the comedy people. I love, and they inspire me to do that. Is Sarah Paulson um, Canadian? No, she's American. Oh, I thought she was Canadian. Huh. No. You know, that's interesting um, that you talk about those comedy people, because we used to watch, um, well, Saturday Night Live back in the day, like, you know, for <laughs> me, but also SCTV, which was Canadian, with um, Martin Short and Andrea Martin, and I think John Candy maybe was on it. I don't know. There were like a bunch of people that became really big in the States that were all part of um, Eugene Levy. Like it was all these like people like from back in the day that used oh, to do like, a comedy show. I don't remember, um, I was really inspired Mad TV that used to be a thing. That was good. That, yeah. one, that needs to be brought back. Cause that is just, I that story, that storytelling and sketch at its finest. It's, that was great. <laughs> All right, which segues very nicely into what are you doing now? What now am I doing? Hold your story on the story tender. <laughs> um, well, now that the whole world is in quarantine and self-isolation, um, I've taken it upon myself to literally do everything that I've said that I would do. And I just didn't because I was too busy. <laughs> um, so I do, I'm starting to write a lot more of my own content and sketches. Um, so I have an Instagram underscore Sarah sketch where I just kind of post just a bunch of stuff that I'm doing, even if it's not like, even if it doesn't land and it's not funny, I still post it because, you know, I think that's a part of the craft and figuring out what engages people and what doesn't. Um, and yeah, and then today I am launching my podcast. <laughs> what? called? <laughs> Uh, coffee chat podcast um, and the Instagram handle is coffee chat dot podcast and yeah I've always wanted to create a podcast um, because I just wanted to create something to chat to people and but like chat in a very uncandid kind of filtered unfiltered way um, that's not too like staged and just see where the conversation goes um, yeah so I launched that and I'll be posting episodes every Friday so yeah, I'm very excited about it. I, and are your guests um, actors or from all sorts of walks of life? 
lots of works of life. Um, yeah, I the ones the for the month of May, I have an actor, I have talent, a talent agent, my agent, and I have one of my dear friends who's a dancer and now is a hairstylist. She actually does my hair. <laughs> so yeah, just lots of different people. So yeah, and I've got to get you on there as well. So okay. fantastic. <laughs> All right, that's really interesting. I love that you that your your agent has agreed to you know have a chat as well. That's kind of amazing. I mean, you know, yeah. like as an actor, like I'm always like it's this big mystery, like who, who what what an who's an agent and what agents do, and you know. And I mean, I've got a great relationship with my agent, but I don't know if he'd be too keen to <laughs> just go on a podcast. But it's because I'm so I'm very. I mean, with my agent, I'm very forward, and I'm just like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to be a guest? And I'm like, well, they can say no, but they can also say yes. So you just got to ask. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly right. Um, that's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, um, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up today on our first Chandu chat? Um, thank you. <laughs> Hey, you know what? It's three months since I started the live event today. So, like, believe it or not, the Story Tender has only been going for three months. What? Yeah, and we've already put out six podcasts and had, you know, like, I don't know how many guests, like, over 50. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you. have been working hard on it. <laughs> Realize how hard oh, I've been working, I right? I feel you. It's, I mean, it's a weird thing in creating stuff like this is that I find like today when I, I posted about my podcast, like, you know, especially when it's something you're so passionate about and you're like, oh my God, are people going to like it? Um, and it's that crazy feeling of, I'm always like, just do it, just post it, do it because you love it. But that feel, I don't know if you relate that once you've posted it and then you're like, oh my God, oh my God. Okay. It's out there. Oh no. Should I? Oh God. Yeah. Just like a, but we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. Yeah, and I mean the important thing. I mean for me, as you know, is just always just just keep telling the stories because I know that people relate to you know things that we have to share. And um, and you know, and I I'm surprised. It's it's always hard for me to get guests for um the story gender, like whether that's the live show or the insta live show, because um, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'll do it, and then they sort of second guess or I'm not sure what happens. You know what I mean? But people sort of like, uh, oh, well, I'm not so sure I can do it. And um and I, I'm so used to doing it. I'm just like, oh, I could tell you know, throw away your subject and I'll tell you a story right now. So I, know, uh, I, like, so I admire you for um, you know, for going for it and putting it out there. That's awesome. I'm trying. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, Sarah Carroll, thank you so much for joining me from Vancouver. Um, if you haven't listened to Sarah's story on the story Chunder, it's on our YouTube, but I'll also put it when I turn this into a podcast, I'll put it at the end of the podcast so you can listen to her story again. And, uh, and if it wasn't for licensing, I'd play Katy Perry music, but I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, cool. Well, it was great to talk to you. I look forward to seeing your podcast. I'll listen to your podcast which is called again? Coffee Chat Podcast. Coffee Chat Podcast. Yeah. I follow you on Instagram. I'm going to be doing Instagram Live. So my first Instagram Live will be this Wednesday with my first guest. Um, so tune in or, you know, later. The time difference is weird. Okay, sweet. All right. Thanks so much, Sarah, for joining me and having our first chunded chat. Um, I'm honored that you were my inaugural guest. And uh, let's see where it goes from here.
I'm going to keep supporting it. Get more people on to do it. <laughs> Sweet. All right, Sarah, take care. Bye. 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 But wait, there's more. Here is Sarah's story, if you didn't hear it, on the initial The Story Chunder. So, Sarah got to tell is a Katy Perry-related story. Um, it's the story of how I met her but didn't know I was meeting her. <laughs> so, basically, context before. So, I'm a massive Katy Perry fan, quite the fangirl. Um, and this, the way this happened, it all happened on Twitter. So... I had a fangirl Twitter account, which I do not have anymore because I deleted it before I moved here for many reasons uh, to keep professional. <laughs> um, but I had this fangirl Twitter. It was all about Katy Perry. And I actually met like a lot of great friends through Katy Perry and this Twitter account. So this was in 20, uh, 2017. And I'm on Twitter and I get this DM from a radio station. And it's like one a producer from a radio station. And he's like, hey, um, we found your Twitter account through just like a hashtag. Um, you look like you're a big Katy Perry fan. Uh, you know, we're doing a listening party for Katy Perry's new album. Would you be interested in like coming? And I'm like, okay. But I'm like, is this legit? Like this can't be real. So I'm like, yeah. I'm interested and then I start like messaging everyone else on Twitter because everyone else is getting this message and they're like yeah like they reached out to me too so obviously I try and like stalk the person who sent me the message and they seemed legit they were actually a producer at this radio station and back and forth they were like okay like we'd love to give you a call so a few days later I get this phone call and they're like hi um, yeah we're from the radio station uh, just want to ask you some questions What's your favorite Katy Perry song? You know, how long have you been a fan for? And I, again, I'm just like so chill about this. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, really love this song. Been a fan since like I kissed a girl. Yeah, like I just really love her. You know, she's awesome. And they're like, great, awesome, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so we're gonna get in touch later on um, if you're like coming to this listening party. And they kept saying, just letting you know, because Katy Perry was coming to Sydney when this was happening to promote her tour. So they kept being like, letting you know she's not going to be there, like at all. It's just a weird coincidence that this is happening. And I'm like, okay, cool, awesome. So then that happens, and I'm like, all right. And then I get a message, and they're like, congrats, like you've been selected to come to this listening party for Universal Music. And I'm like, cool. And they're like, again, Katy Perry's not going to be there, but you're going to get free merch. So they had me at the free merch, because I was like, well, yes. Like, I want Katy Perry much. Like, this is everything. So on Twitter, it, like, became known that not everyone got invited to this listening party. There was maybe, like, six of us. So we're like, okay, weird sketch. So then, basically, it's the Friday. And so Katy Perry was in town from Friday to, like, Monday. And the, the listening party was on the Saturday. So I had, like, also won tickets to a rooftop concert, of course, that she was doing at another radio station. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I had to call in sick to work to go to that because obviously as a fangirl, I had to wait in line at six in the morning to be, you know, front row. It's just what you do. So that happened on the Friday and then the next day was this like listening party. So the day of the listening party happens and Katy Perry is going to be on Sunrise, which in Australia, like if people from Australia watching is like the, it's like a morning show that they have in Australia. That's pretty iconic. So she's making an appearance there. And of course, being the fangirl I am was like, yeah, like I'm going to go with my friends to try and catch her on sunrise to try and meet her there. 
So we go to sunrise, we're like waiting and she's late. So we're like, oh, okay, normal. She's always late to events because we know. And I was like, damn, like I'm gonna miss her. So she gets to like sunrise and I see her for like a split second. And I'm like, guys, I have to peace out. I have to go to this like radio station on the other side of town. And they're like, okay, cool. So then I go to this radio station, I get there and there's like, you know, the six other people that also got selected. And we go in and this is a key part of the story. So they're like, oh, welcome. Um, we're just having some technical difficulties right now. So we're actually running a little bit behind. Um, so if you guys wanna like go grab a coffee, go for a walk, you know, come back later. At this point, we're all like, oh my God, like we're meeting her, right? Because she's she's late to sunrise. And like, if like anyone out there who's a fangirl, like you know, like a celebrity's itinerary, like you're like, she's at sunrise in the morning, she has a radio appearance here, and then she's probably going back to her hotel, and then she has like, you know. So you're like, we're connecting the dots, and we're like, oh my God, like she, what, like technical, no, like she's here. So we're like freaking out a little bit, but again, being like, no, be cool. It's like, it's fine. So then we go back and they're like, oh, thanks, come back, awesome. And then they take like everything off us. They take our phones, our bags, like we can't take anything into this like listening party, which I was a little upset about because I had a Polaroid camera and I was like, well, if I'm meeting her, I wanted a Polaroid, it's fine. So we then get into this room and we all just like sit at this like table <laughs> really awkwardly <laughs> and we're all just like, okay, what's happening? And I will say to this day, everyone at the radio station that was obviously in on this did the most perfect acting job because the guy who was hosting it, he, I remember he was like, welcome to the listening party. Um, Universal Music has hosted this and Katy Perry just wants your feedback on her new album, what songs you like. We had feedback sheets, like they'd made up these like pieces of paper that had like, what's your favorite Katy Perry song? which song do you not like on the album? Like it was legit. And that was the moment I went, oh my God, like I'm not meeting her. Like this isn't happening. Like, and we're all just kind of like, wow, okay. So then we awkwardly introduced ourselves. We're like mingling. The guy's like, what Katy Perry song do you want to play? And we're like, play that one. And so we're just chilling. So then one by one, people start, they start taking people from the group to this other room and they just keep saying, oh, um, we're just taking the, like, they're just gonna doing like an interview for Universal Music just to like, so you can have your feedback on camera. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I was like one of the last few people to go into this interview. And in hindsight, I should have realized that like these people weren't coming back. So that much must mean something because they'd leave and we'd never see them again. But again, everyone was doing such a good job. I, I was convinced this isn't happening. Like I was like, nope, not meeting her. This is just a listening party, like whatever. So I'm like the third last person to get, you know, go into this room and they take us up in an elevator. There's like, it's like security, like with you, those two people. And they were like, how are you? And I'm like, yeah, good. In my mind going, I don't know where I'm going. Like this could be a really bad situation, but I'm like, yeah, whatever, cool. And then they take us into this, like I go into this big room, there's a camera, there's a people from the radio station, like the hosts, and there's this guy behind the camera and there's like these other people. And I'm literally just standing there in the middle, like really awkward and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And the guy's like, yeah, 
we're just going to ask you a couple of questions, you know, just about the album. Um, it's just for Universal Music. They just want, they really want to, Katie really wants to connect with her fans. Um, and, you know, yeah, so just like, be cool. It's fine. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then the next thing, like, I can't even explain the feeling, but I'm just standing there. And then all of a sudden I just feel like someone is like next to me, like a warm body. And then I literally turn next to me and it's just like Katy Perry's face is just like, <laughs> just like, hi. And then there is a video, I think you've seen it, Matt, but literally for some goddamn reason, like I've been waiting my whole life for this moment to meet my idol and all I do is Oh, hi, how are you? Yeah, oh, cool, hi. Like, just totally cool. Like, and even, I'm pretty sure to this day, I must have like shocked Katie herself. Cause like, she must have, cause everyone before me was literally screaming and crying. And I'm just like, hi, oh yeah, like totally cool. What's up, like, how are you? I mean, inside dying. And I was like, so yeah, so I meet, I meet her. I like have this awesome interaction with her that I'd been waiting my whole life for. Didn't realize I was meeting her. Um, but funny part of that story is afterwards, they um, ended up like posting it to the radio station. Like, you know, biggest, the biggest fans meet Katy Perry and they cut my interaction. <laughs> <laughs> they just cut it. Like everyone else got their light, like spotlight. Like you can see me in the, I don't know if it's still up there somewhere, probably, but you can see me in the round table bit, like talking about like what my favorite song is. And then like my interaction with her is just nowhere to be seen. They just straight up, they were like, yeah, this girl like didn't give us the content we wanted. So she's out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me meeting her. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.